Have you ever wondered how deep tech companies actually start? Well, we were too. So in this podcast, we'll be interviewing scientists and entrepreneurs that have taken their ideas out of the lab and turned them into startups. I'm Antonia. And I'm Christina. And this is Startup the Science. This podcast is brought to you by Enon Berlin, the innovation network for advanced materials, bringing together the brightest minds in material science. Visit us at enom.berlin. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Startup the Science. We're glad to have you back. Very glad. So today we're talking to Oral Tech. Oral Tech. <laughs> They're probably one of our favorite startups. Hopefully none of the other startups are listening to this. <laughs> And that's because they're very nice, but also because they make, what do they make? Um, yeah. <laughs> printed metals. Yeah, so it's a bit hard to explain. They uh, print things that are then metals and that conduct electricity. Well, as metals do, but um, it's much more interesting than that. They'll tell us why you would even want to print metals. Yeah, I think they've told me about what they do countless times, and I still don't think I quite understand. So this will be very ed educational, I think. For all of us. For everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh, get started. Hi, guys. Welcome to our podcast. Hi. Hello. So today we're talking to Natalia and Constantine, the founders, and Natalia is also the CEO of Oral Tech. Hello again. Hello. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Would you like to start by telling us a bit about the overall field in which Oral Tech operates? Yes. We are going to talk about printed electronics today. All right. So we can maybe guess what printed electronics are. They're electronics that are printed. But uh, for people that maybe have no clue about this field, what exactly are printed electronics? It's related to general visions that we have now in industry of electronic. When we want to print most of our electronic parts using like classical, what how we imagine the printing process. Mm -hmm. So this is how we want to print electronic parts today. Is that happening already? To a large extent? To some extent, yes. Okay, and what's the what does the future look like? Do we expect um, to print every single part? If uh, there are very, very famous futuristic pictures of huge monitors on the buildings and foldable monitors, and you have uh, this newspaper that you can fold back and forward, and remember in Harry Potter... Yes, we actually talked this about this in the first episode as well <laughs> of our podcast. <laughs> so you're promising that as well. Yeah, it's a nice um, example when, you know, pop culture took something from futuristic uh, images of uh, industry and applied. So if you want to create something like this, we have made our electronic more cost efficient. Okay. It's the first thing we have to do with electronic parts. And we have to find new approaches how to produce it. All right. So one of the possible approaches is the printing of electronic parts. Like we use a printer, we layer by layer to put different parts of device on top of each other. And at the moment, this process is being done by other companies and it's very expensive or it's not being done that much? It's in process of development. Some parts are done by some companies as example OLEDs. 
you know, those famous um, curved monitors. Yes, we did see these actually recently at um, one of the conferences here in Berlin. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, now it was a new smartphone by, I don't remember by which You have company. it by Huawei and you have it by Samsung as well. The yes. foldable one. The foldable. the foldable. So this is a good example because you see that is something already created, but you see that it's not super good yet. So can I ask, these things look really cool. We also saw at one of the events where we were actually all of us together, EdutechX, we saw this um, transparent TV, transparent screen. <laughs> so all these things looks really, look really cool, obviously, and very futuristic. But is there a practical reason why we would do this? Why do I need a foldable phone? Is it just because science can go there and it's cool? Or is there... Do you see a more practical application of it? There are two two basic answers. Uh, first of all, it does look cooler. And <laughs> it does look cool. <laughs> it allows your devices to be even more portable and more convenient to use. But also, if you think about how they are produced right now, you have huge assembly lines. Main word here is assembly. So you have either robots or people putting parts one after the other onto an immeasurable number of devices every day. So generally, this concept seems a bit outdated. Okay. And we would like just to be a printing machine. So it would print every part with no either complex robots or with no people involved. So to automate a process that is otherwise quite time-consuming and also not that fun, probably, for the people doing it. Sure, it's, uh, it's not very pleasant work, I can guess. Right, so this is part of the process of eliminating jobs that are, could be automated, <laughs> which it's sounds bad, but maybe cold. it means that people could spend time on more whole creative pr- stuff. Whole hum- humanity's technical progress is eliminating jobs. Well, that's what is being promised. <laughs> and and creating new jobs. <laughs> In the process. So, you know, you have your upside as well. Yeah. All right. So that brings us closer to what exactly oral tech does. So the problem that, that you've identified, I guess, is that there are a lot of processes that could be better done and automated through the use of printed electronics in this case. So what exactly does oral tech produce? What's your product? All right. So when we think of printing, you're usually using inks. So something liquid, something for, for something to be printed, it first has to be in liquid state, right? I think it makes sense. If you think about plastic parts, that's fine. We can we know how to make polymers, but electronic devices also need metals. They need metal wires sometimes. They need metal contacts, and melting metal requires very high temperatures. So printing of metals in the straightforward manner, just by heating the metal until it melts, then printing it, waiting for it to cool down, is not feasible in the assembly line. Mm -hmm. So there are several technologies, and ours is uh, one of them, to avoid this problem, to circumvent this problem. And how do you do that? So there, as Konstantin said, you have many different, not many, but number of different approaches to solve this problem. And we developed one new approach, uh, so generally, we developed platform technology that allow you to put, to metalize almost any surface that you need to functionalize with metal. Metalize, it's meaning to create thin layer of metal on top of surface. On top of your existing surface. Yes, it's a surface can be anything that you need, you know, to cover with metal. It can be polymer, it can be paper textile, 
other metal. Uh, so something that is uh, not, you know, 3D objects. So any shape as well. It doesn't any have to shape, be a flat yes. surface. So this was one of uh, our goals in our development to make something so versatile that can be applied to many different cases in industry. Mm -hmm. So we develop technology when we take a solution that usually in this industry called ink, and it's contained some form of metal in some chemical state of metal. You indeed put it inside your inject printer, print on surface, and after that you use plasma machines to create from this metal layer on top of surface. The advantages of using specific this metal is that all this process exists in mild condition. You don't create any high temperatures, any aggressive environment to other part of your electronic device. So generally we can make it on anything that wasn't possible to make before. So you add it on top of an existing device or surface, and it doesn't modify the characteristics of that surface. It only adds the metal layer to it. Yes. All right? Yes. It uh, doesn't harmful for bottom layer that you modificate with this metal. Right, layer. that you add on to. Mm -hmm. So this all sounds very cool, but um, can you give us some examples of how that applies? What, what are some final products that we could see using this? It's an interesting question because <laughs> we have a number of very interesting examples and we have always to choose something <laughs> the most. What's your favorite example? My favorite example is something unique that we can make that other conductive inks, like metal conductive inks, cannot do. We can print uh, transparent electrodes. It means... That you have a layer of very thin layer of metal, which is transparent enough for the light and also conductive. An example of if, if you you know, everybody have touch screen on their phone. So touch screen is exactly the transparent conductive thing. It's so you don't see it, but obviously it does something, so it must be there. Yes, you press <laughs> on it, so it's a, it's, there is some sensor, you press on it, so it conducts electricity, and it's transparent because you see what's going on on your monitor. So it's complicated functions that can be com should be combined in one layer mm -hmm. in device. And uh, using our technology, we can print it on different surfaces right. and make it very flexible also. Very flexible. Okay. Right now, you have obviously you have touch screens on your phones, and uh, they are made with something called uh, ITO. It stands for indium tin oxide, which is a chemical compound. And indium is a metal which is quite expensive and quite rare. And actually, about 95% of world's indium is now in China. So there is a big effort to move from indium tin oxide to something else. And uh, our technology, for example, is uh, suitable for that. And it's suitable because... So I was going to come to that point, actually, but I would imagine there is quite a bit of competition in this field. Or is there not? There is. <laughs> okay. And how is your uh, process better or what differentiates it? Why can you do things that others cannot? Our competitors usually utilize so-called nanoparticle inks. 
It means that you have very small nano-sized particles of metal, uh, usually silver, which should be, first of all, synthesized from silver compound. And when you have this nanometer-sized particles, you should put them in some solution, but they're not going to be, you know, dissolved inside. They should be floating somehow. So you have to add additional, pretty expensive compounds who should stabilize these nanoparticles inside your solution. So generally, you see, you have number of expensive steps. Uh, you have to synthesize and you have to add ex pretty expensive compounds inside your ink. Right, to get to the final Yes, to get product. possible to print this uh, liquid. Layer, right. Yes. So we overcome all those problems by creating our own type of solution of metal ink. So it's okay. like we put everything in one step instead of first synthesizing the particles and then stabilizing them and then making ink out of that and then printing it. Our ink uh, has a sort of precursor which undergoes the chemical reaction and it turns into a metal layer straight away without all these unnecessary uh, intermediate steps. Mm -hmm. uh, that so that's the, the gist of, uh, of our technology. So it's make it much more cost efficient for any manufacturer who want print metal on surface. Right. So that's one of the main benefits that you're a lot, I don't want to say cheaper, but more, <laughs> yeah, you're cost yes, efficient. It's cost efficient. And uh, also it's much more environmental friendly because we create solution that is totally printed on, sur on surface and totally converted to metal layer. So we don't have any chemical waste from the beginning of this process to final stage when you have your metal layer. Sounds pretty impressive. And so how long have you been working on this? How long have you been developing this process? So we started probably four years ago in Israel. Yes. And uh, less, a bit less than a year ago, we moved uh, to Germany, to Berlin. Yay! <laughs> so altogether, probably four years, plus or minus. Four yes. years. Uh, of, uh, something like this. Yeah. And the startup started as well four years ago, or did you first develop it, develop the concept, and then later on decided so to start a company? There is a story around it. Can, There's always it? a story. Can I tell? I don't know. Try, maybe. <laughs> okay. no. All right. So after uh, Natalia finished her PhD, she became ill. She had problems with her back. So she was uh, sitting at home for three, Half four, year. For, for four or five months at least. And she had uh, pretty much nothing to do there. So she read, uh, <laughs> read a bunch of papers and she had some ideas. Uh, of her own, and then she sort of uh, melded it into a concept. So and sometimes it's, it's good to be on your back for four or five months and get creative. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, you. You get best ideas out of boredom usually. It's In my <laughs> case, mostly on on your belly. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how it started. Yeah, that's pretty much how it started. From uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and um, I started with this uh, concept. I started to check it, to make some uh, first experiments to see that it's work practically. And as all startups and ideas, we didn't realize where we are going with this idea. Uh, we just know from our background that there is a printed electronics, there is a special need for printing metal parts. And 
and we tried to find the solution and it was a starting point uh, but we really didn't know where we we're going with this technology and what what happened next did someone encourage you to continue to actually fund the company or how did you decide this is going to be a business we have our third compatriot and he came from more a business experience so we told him about the idea and he was very excited and was um, very supporting us to move towards real business concept and to make startup and to go with this idea further to make mm-hmm. R&D and to see what's going on. So you started in Israel about four years ago and then you founded the company, was it two years ago or more than that? Yeah, it was close to four years ago. Ah, four years yes, ago when four, you started. four years ago right. and we founded the company and, you know, found place, lab, found people to work with us. I want to find out the patents, which is most important. <laughs> As nobody tells you. <laughs> file and a patent right away if you have an patent. Yes. Just file it, yeah. <laughs> Don't suffer later. File it Yes, earlier. file the file straight away. <laughs> and we found very good people to work with us, started the R&D process, and during the R&D process, as a scientist, we were excited to find many interesting things about the process we worked on. And we found a lot of new applications that we never think about it before. That you didn't consider in the beginning. That's interesting. Yes, and yeah. this is an interesting thing in doing startup in material science and not only in material science. Generally, startup, scientific startup. When you have an idea, you have some application in your mind, but when you start to research and develop the process to some technological level, you find, you know, huge new world that you didn't knew before. <laughs> and what, what do you find helpful in this process? Is it talking to people from other fields that might then see your your product or your process and think, oh, I have a totally different idea of how this could work in my field or how how do you normally find new applications? It's a combination. From one side, you develop your idea and your technology and you see where it can go and what the technological ability of this thing. From other side, you have to be in communication as much with as much people in your industry in your environment to share the ideas to hear what people other people doing and you know sharing ideas in science and in development and in startups is one of the most important things you have to be inside the supporting environment which can give you you know inspiration and there is one more thing you have to you have to tinker with your technology, you have to play with it a bit. And this is when you find the most unexpected things usually. So uh, sometimes you don't have the time and uh, it may be a luxury for you, but I think it's really important just to, if you don't have time, come, come on the weekend, just, just play with it a bit. Just try new things with your own technology, and uh, then you will find a lot of stuff. So, for example, as an as an anecdote, one of the steps in our ink preparation is just a filtration. So we filter it through a paper, and then we thought, okay, what happens to the filtering paper? And we put it into the plasma chamber. We developed it, and then we saw that the paper is coated with uh, with our ink. So that's another application and that for, you could use. For example, yeah, yeah for, for for filtration for. Antibacterial filtration, for example, you need to have silver inside your filter. Silver is an antibacterial metal. And then you kind of see a new thing and you think, how can you use it and what is it good for? And uh, this is an important step in finding new applications to your stuff. So you're like an artist in the lab, just playing 
with, with the different materials yeah. until you find something yeah. new. So you have to be careful and you have to combine those two things. You know, play with as much as you can with your technology, be curious from others and share your ideas with other people and be inspired by other people's ideas, what they are doing, uh, their experience and everything. It's very important. You have to be inside this world to, yeah. to talk with people. Yeah, I remember in, in the beginning, every time we spoke with uh, with uh, some technical person from another company, with someone who, who was doing the actual uh, science there, and we told them about our technology. So, so he asked, okay, so can you do this and that and we thought about it and said well yeah actually we, we never thought about it before but we <laughs> i guess we can and then we tried it and back to the lab and we tried it and uh, in some cases we could in some cases we couldn't but this always this response is always so important yeah of course the feedback that you get from from others and how did you find berlin in this respect so you moved here now is it one year that you've been here for almost it's almost from year. september so it's and how did you find it? Was it a good transition? Is it a supportive environment for startups like you? What do you think? Yeah, it was very, very good for us. Antonia is asking for a compliment. <laughs> no, I want to know how you find Berlin and if it's good. Berlin is city? <laughs> yeah, Berlin is city is amazing. We love Berlin even before. <laughs> I did not pay you to say that. <laughs> yes, but uh, also we year and half maybe before we went to the competition in Berlin, Admacom. So, so that was actually before I joined Inam, but we had heard about you because you were uh, quite a legend in the Admacom history since you were actually the <laughs> winner of Admacom in 2017. 17, 17, yeah. Right. yeah, so we went to Admacom. It's a startup competition in material science in Berlin and we didn't have any specific expectation but it was so good experience for us. We enjoyed it very much. We found a lot of different ideas from the scientific point of view, but most important, we found good inspiration and learning about the business side of our company. And is this something that we as a scientific and technical people usually lack in startups? So. Uh, from this point of view, Admacom was very, very helpful, inspiring, yeah. and educating. <laughs> educating. <laughs> yes, we we uh, look on our business side with a new, fresh eyes. eyes. Yes. I was the most skeptical person uh, about Admacom when we applied. I didn't want to come, too. I said, well, it's two weeks from away from the lab. That's, uh, that's a shame. And then I went for one week. <laughs> Uh, and then I regretted that I didn't come for two because it was extremely helpful and it was uh, a very re rewarding experience uh, in the end. Way better than two weeks in the lab. We're really glad to hear that. And um, hopefully this year will also be quite useful for another batch of 10 startups. So applications are open. Please apply if you're listening to this and it would make sense. Um, and yeah, the guys you're listening to right now could also be your mentors if you're um, more or less in their field or if you are a founder of a startup and they could guide you what that's all about. Good. So then after Admacom, about a year later, you decided to move to Berlin and you've been here now for about a year. And how is that experience compared to being in Israel or how are you finding the German market? 
overall? First advice, learn German. <laughs> If you're moving to Germany, Definitely. learn German. Or <laughs> found person who speaks German. <laughs> Either learn German or find someone who has already learned German. Oh, already learned German. <laughs> Which, by the way, we are... Hiring <laughs> exactly this type of people. <laughs> Check out our website. We have a very nice job description there. If you're interested, you're welcome. <laughs> Sounds good. So that's first advice. What's advice yes. number two? Um, second advice, as usual, be open to new experience, uh, new people. Everything is new. That's kind of how we feel in Berlin on a daily basis. <laughs> be, be open about everything. Be open about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Okay, you can cut that. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. I just meant that you see so many different things on the streets. I didn't mean like... Anyway, that sounded weird. <laughs> <That's you>. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the second advice, be open to new experience, uh, new people, uh, new country. Why not? Yeah, it's it's always cool experience. And, uh, third advice: If you are moving to a different country, check out your patent laws <laughs> and international there. patent laws, and do not save money on patent lawyers. This is super important. You really do not want to hear those two words, tax event. Those are two of the scariest words in English language, or in any language. So beware and uh, pay your patent lawyers. There are specialists of international patent law. Find ones and know everything you have to know about transferring IP, because if you don't, it will bite you in the back afterwards. <laughs> so three words of wisdom: learn German. That's just the general life advice. <laughs> or find someone who speaks German. Be open to new opportunities in new countries and then make patent lawyers very rich by, <laughs> by not trying to save money on that. That's yeah, pretty the wise, third, yes, the third advice I would uh, contain in general, think <laughs> before you do something. <laughs> I like how this podcast is turning into like general life <laughs> advice. <laughs> you know? Be open, think before you act. <laughs> Uh, but I think it, those things are applicable to everything in your life. doesn't matter what you True. So do. Founding a startup is really kind of a logical thing. If you're a logical person... Use your common sense. It always It's works. But if you need something else, please call. So Natalia Konstantin can uh, help you with advice on so many Psychological things. Support. <laughs> Psychological support. Also advice on... How to dance for your, your patents. If you want to know how to move a very large dog from one country to another country, they also have experience with that. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's uh, like a half an hour lecture. <laughs> If you But get. also on printed electronics. If you'd like to know more about that, you can also reach out to And really the core topic of this podcast. Well, thank you guys very much for being with us today. Um, can people get in touch with you if they want to, or would you like to keep your identity private? <laughs> uh, no, everyone is welcome to our website. It's uh, orotech.com. That's with an E, not an A, so... Yes, that's -E very... O-R-E-L-tech.com. Yeah, that's a very important point. Uh, people get confused here all the time. I don't see why. Uh, Or L, it's organic electronic. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's organic electronics. Guys. It's Come organic on. electronics. Everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, you're welcome to contact us anytime or find us on LinkedIn. 
Wonderful. We'll put the links in our description uh, so people can find you. And if they want to find you, they can also reach out to us. So we'll make sure to put them in touch with you. Thanks again for being with us today. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for inviting Thank us. You. Hey, everyone. Christina here. If you're still listening to this episode all the way to the end, wow, you are amazing. Thank you so much for listening. I wanted to let you know that this is actually our final episode of this season. But don't worry, there's more to come. We are doing more than one season. It's just it's summertime. Antonia and I need a little bit of a holiday, but we're also full gear into AdmaCom right now, and we want to make it the best AdmaCom yet. So we're going to take a very short break from the podcast, but we will be back. So hang tight. Thank you again for listening. Please take this moment to go listen to the episodes again. If you haven't heard some, listen to those. Double listen to them. Anything that you want to ask us, our information's in the description. Also, let us know what your favorite ones are. You know, um, this is very helpful to us to give us your feedback. This is very helpful. So uh, we'll see you next season. Stay tuned. And thank you again. And now you can listen to our normal outro. Thanks for listening to Start Up the Science. If you like our show and want to know more about what we do, check out our website at enam.berlin. And don't forget to leave us a review. Until next time.